2: you're listening to two chunks in a hunk a movie podcast where we give pumps and dumps
3: Hello and welcome to Two Chunks in a Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I am your hunk.
2: I'm Doge, and this week there will be no foolish chunk waving. And I'm Carter.
0: Huffle Chunk! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll work. <laughs> Guys, we're here. We made it. Jordan.
3: Are you? The, is, did I hear that you were the hunk? Yeah. this week. Yep. Uh-huh. Could you explain that Why? to us? Yeah. Why so hunk? Uh, earlier this week, I cut my finger on a pocket knife. Took a took a big old hunk out of it. So how'd you do that? Uh, I put the pocket knife in my pocket as one does, mm. and forgot. To uh, close it,
0: as one does not. Oh yeah, no, I'll do it.
3: Tried to put my hand in my pocket, <laughs> lean up against a brick wall, uh, put my shades on, put on a leather jacket, and uh, yeah, say what's up to to some people just as they say, walk just by just down be the like, street. Hey, hey, right? yeah. <laughs> but a only works if you're coming out of your pocket with your hands. What okay. were you
0: expecting? So, like, what were you actually going for when you were putting your hand in your pocket?
3: The pocket knife.
0: <laughs> oh, okay. So you got. I was, what you gonna, wanted, I was going for? to retrieve it.
3: Didn't realize it was still
0: mm. slightly flew, open. Flew too what close to really
3: happened, Icarus? What really happened is it slid back open while it was in my pocket, and I reached Ooh. in to grab it. And just the second it happened, went,
2: "Oh no!" I'm just, uh, I'm just noticing your band aid. Yeah. This is a true story.
3: Yeah, yeah, it really did happen. Oh, wow. That's uh, it bled a
0: lot. That band aid is almost exactly your skin color.
3: <laughs> yeah, well, you know, uh, I am, I am band aid colored. <laughs> yep. Speaking of band aid colors, <laughs> yeah, tell me about that, Harry Potter. Yay! <laughs> oh, we're finally here, yeah. guys. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you believe in magic? I sure hope you believe in magic because this week's movie is Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or the Philosopher's, Philosopher's Stone for our, our friends, friends across, across the, the pond. pond. I feel like we're coming into this with a really good energy today, guys. We really are. We took two weeks off and we're back. We're hitting the ground running. And not only are we hitting the ground running, but we're hitting it with two of the most wonderful franchises. We really are. Of
0: all time. It's been really cool, too. Because I mean we're only one movie in yeah. of what will be a 13 movie series Jeez. for us. That's yeah. a long Which one. I like definitely feel more exciting about 12 more of this yeah. than than when it was seven more yep. of a hundred percent series who should not be named. <laughs> but um it's it's been really cool just to watch the first one. It's been a completely different view for me. Oh my gosh. A completely yeah. different lens. Not a just because experience. we're gonna be talking about it on a movie podcast, yeah. but like, oh, I didn't realize. This might have been an influence here. This couldn't have been an influence for this other
2: series yeah, because of the time yeah. it
0: came out and all that kind of stuff. So it's it's been really cool. I'm excited.
2: I think what I had forgotten, and then I'll, I'll touch on this a little bit in the summary, is how dense this movie is. Yeah, like there is so much here that I I because I, I, I really don't know that I've watched Sorcerer Stone since I like finished reading all the books and like all the right. newer oh, ones really? came out. I think okay. any watch through I've done, I've just been like, yeah, I know what happens in the first one. I'm going to start at. Azkaban or something. You know what I mean? And it's been a while, like a very long time since I've watched this one. I forgot how much is in it. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I, I found myself at a few different points, uh, specifically Chessboard and Fluffy being like, yeah. oh man, I really thought those were Chamber of Secrets. But Me too. Nope, Same. Not. So there's, I mean, a ton in this movie. Yeah. I also forgot... Right out of the gate, how long these movies are. Oh my gosh. And I mean, even more so for- It gets longer. This one's two and a half, Uh right?
0: Yeah. 150 minutes. And I think the next one's 160. And it just keeps, it feels like, which, I mean, if, if we're going by how big the actual books were. You know, that's yeah. what Which, I'll
3: say this, this is the most excited Callie's been for us to do a series because she loves these movies. Cool. And so she's last night I was like, Oh yeah. I still have to watch Sorcerer's stone today. And she goes, yes. <laughs> so that was cool. That yeah. Was and I'm
0: glad you mentioned that too, because we've had, so we could shout out on two hands, uh, people through social media or texting us separately through personal conversation Begging us not to bash
3: yeah, something yeah. that they love so much. That's been
0: the most
2: interesting thing. And, and I
0: guess they got a bad taste in their mouth, but honestly, we didn't even end Fast and Furious hating it. Yeah. And yeah.
3: I feel like we don't really. I mean, the only thing that we have outright bashed are things that I would stand firm and say that is a bad movie. Right. Yeah. And I think everyone
0: knows the structure is we have to dump. Right. Yeah. All got dump. Have to dump. You got it. That's dump. true. Us especially. Yeah. yeah. So there Big will be dumpers. things. And and we don't need to be so naive as to think in terms of the movie making. Yes, it's going to be harder for us to find something, yeah. but they're there. Yeah. And don't take offense to it. I mean, that's why you're listening oh, to the podcast. Well,
3: we'll be dumping on, I mean, it's no secret to most people who know me that when it comes to Harry Potter versus Lord of the Rings, I land firmly on the Lord of the Rings side of things. Okay. But I will, I mean, there are things that I will dump on in Lord of the Rings as well. So let's preface before we really dive in these are good series of movies. Oh, yeah. yeah, Like we're not going to just I think over, dump all over I think we can movies. say
2: that overall, we are all of the same opinion that these are each fantastic series.
3: Yeah,
0: 100%. There are dumps. Though. Oh, and sure. we might even find collectively that, I mean, I could even make an argument now that in terms of cinema structure, like collectively, because in mind, what's really interesting is with Harry Potter, they knew we're going to have these people from uh, from the very yep. first one to the very last which is one. crazy. Which is amazing that they pull this off. Uh, and then Hobbit wasn't necessarily part of the plan, much less right. several parts right. of the Hobbit. Yeah. Right? And so I think a lot of us, like, we love the fellowship. We'll get there a month and a half from now. <laughs> but that is that is one of the ways I think right off the bat, Harry Potter has a little bit of an advantage uh-huh. uh, because we get Came to into have the game plan. A, consistent flow even yeah. though the directors change yeah we got the same faces well, and,
3: and let's let's actually talk about that real quick while we're kind of getting rolling here um I was looking I was watching this movie so uh Seamus was a yeah. character who like a little bit bigger of a part in the books maybe at some points but mm-hmm. like he's in all of these movies he came on I was like I forgot that it's the same
2: kid same guy, the whole way through. The guy that plays uh Dean Thomas. Yep. Another Gryffindor. Yep. Same actor all the way same through. Kid, the yeah, the whole guy way from through.
0: uh How to Get Away with Murder? Is that who you're talking about? I have no idea if he's okay. in that. So, any fans out there of that, he is also in this. I maybe that wasn't Dean. Um but yeah, I mean they they stick with it. That is just great. great I mean,
3: and Ginny going to the uh drop off with uh, the Weasley family. I was yep. like, Man, that is the same That's girl. Her. And yeah. they
0: did give us 2 seconds of Those of us that know,
3: yeah. Oh, maybe we should start with this. These series have both been out for so long, and we've all seen them. So, like, there will be spoilers if this is the first time watching through this. Yeah,
0: Yeah, no, yeah. But we all know that you know they're going to get married, and for her to be like, "Good luck, even then." Somehow, was I like fooling myself that there was she was digging him like the first time she ever saw him.
2: That's part of the strength of this movie because I think the movie itself is a little stronger than the book because we know what's coming and and things had already been written that they were able to incorporate in and retroactively make it a little more cohesive. Yeah. Yeah. But we're kind of getting into reviewing this movie. Yeah, no, let's start. Yeah, let's even, go. Let's start. We haven't, I mean, I there's something I used to do back on our show before we took our two-week break, right at the top of it, where I would, you know, you would ask me for something and then I would always give it to you. I'm not and familiar
3: it was, with, oh, no, 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 no. Okay, I remember. Hey, Dush. Dush? Yeah. Hey, Dush? Hey, yeah. How are you doing? Oh.
2: Oh, yeah, I'm good. How, how you doing, man? I'm great. Thanks for it. I've been waiting for you to ask me that.
3: Dweeze, hit me with a
2: sneeze. A synopsis. Okay, perfect. Yeah. yeah. I was about to sneeze in your face. I was that's trying that's to
3: make it I was trying to make it like a big moment. <laughs> Most sneezes are. Yeah.
2: Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone for our friends across the pond tells the story of a magical orphan named Harry Potter. Mm. Harry was orphaned at a young age. He believes his parents died in a car crash. Spoilers, Voldemort killed them and tried to kill Harry, but he couldn't. Uh So Harry is a wizard. He finds this out on his 11th birthday. He's been living with his aunt and uncle. They treat him like garbage. Uh, and he enrolls at Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Riz- Wizardry, where he meets his friends Ron and Hermione. And mm-hmm. they have lots and, lots and lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of adventures over the course of their first year, culminating in uncovering a secret plot to use a magical artifact called the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Stone for our friends, friends across the pond uh, to bring Voldemort back to health. Uh, if he drinks of or eats the sort of, I don't know what he has to do to this stone, but he could live forever or at least be alive again. Right. I, um, think,
3: I think the idea was to put him back into a body... So he and have then to f- give that body eternal life.
2: Gotcha. Okay.
3: I think, from what I understand, that is the plan. Yeah. Well, and and we'll get into that, because my understanding of the unicorn blood and Quirrell's head with Voldemort on the back was, I had two different theories.
2: Okay. Yeah. So, there's a lot that happens in this movie. Yep. Basically, Harry stops Voldemort from coming back by touching Professor Quirrell. Uh, Voldemort has been living on the back of Quirrell's head, which is weird terrifying um terrifying and it looks nothing like later voldemort but anyway harry stops their plan by touching quirrell and he i don't feel so good a ways into dust yep um yep. and then harry has a conversation with dumbledore and it just kind of ends kind of a lackluster ending but that's this movie harry potter and the Sorcerer's stone or philosopher stone for our friends across the, pond. across the pond
3: across the pond let's talk about the beginning friends Opens up on, uh, was it Privet Drive, the street where the Dursleys live? Exactly how the book opens. Literally moments after the death of uh, the Potter
2: family. Lillian James, yeah.
3: Yeah. So uh, he's dropped off at the horrible Dursleys.
0: And I, in the mindset of already starting to compare, and and we'll see what it looks like if it's going to be like an
3: 80-20
0: time given to the movie we're watching. But then also the point is to kind of cross them over. Yeah, yeah. Um, But something that was interesting to me, because we see Dumbledore, I I had written notes that um, it seems like Dumbledore kind of nurtures the narrative. Like he was in control of the narrative almost the whole time because he has decided what they're going to do with Harry. He's placed Harry here. He's going to get Harry out of it to where Gandalf, it doesn't feel like Gandalf does that as much. Mm -hmm. Not that he stumbles upon it, but he's kind of there to redirect
2: it and like make sure it's heading the right way. Kind yeah, police he's, it. He's bumpers in bowling and Dumbledore is a bright orange Hot Wheels track. That's where he's perfect. like This is where you've got to drive your car.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. that's perfect. And so, but we see McGonagall uh, for the first time. We get to see a little bit of the specs of what it's going to look like for maybe the CGI um, not yeah. necessarily CG. I don't know how they pull that off well, to have the transmutation.
3: The, the visual stuff that happens in this movie is so weird because some of it aged so 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 poorly. So, yeah, and some of it actually of still it looks up really well. good. Yeah. yeah, it's so
0: weird. Two thousand one. So um, November sixteenth of two thousand one, this movie comes out. Wow. December nineteenth of two thousand one, Fellowship of the Ring comes out. Wow. I did not remember those two being so close together. Unbelievable. That's interesting. Um, well, compa-
2: that's crazy because compare the troll in this to the cave troll in Fellowship of the Ring. Right. It's a different like it's such it's a. a it's a huge game. difference, yeah.
0: It's a different game for sure. Yeah. At least how uh, I we'll remember get, it. Maybe we'll get, Maybe we'll get there later. This movie. But, but from the beginning, from seeing Dumbledore, even before he has talked, to the introduction of McGonagall, of Hagrid, Harry, the Harry Potter series for me, as I was reading through, th- this was one of the first times, and I I kind of grew up with Harry. We were almost the same age every book, when every book would come out. See, I was about the same age as him every movie. Yeah, and so as that's happening, of course... This is my very young imagination, imagining all these characters. This was the first time I got to say, wow, that looks exactly like... And that happens so often, even down to the Dursleys, who are despicable. Mm, They're awful. Little Dudley Dursey is the worst human being. Yep. Um, But we get to see them, and just the neglect of Harry is legitimate.
2: Yeah, it's very sad too. So it, the interesting thing happens for me in this one. There's like a weird, the tone of this one is something that I can't quite figure out because it almost feels it's like it's some weird tonal hybrid between a epic fantasy story and like the borrowers or something. You know what 100%. I mean? it's like, This is like, this is almost Fraggle Rock in terms of like this is four kids, but then it's got this, the Depth. scope and the stakes are so much higher than that. How do you guys feel that worked? Because it's always been a little bit of a disconnect for me up until Goblet of Fire, honestly. Yeah,
3: part of me wonders if if the reasoning behind that is because we know where the train's headed, so to speak. So, yeah. you know, when we, watch, when we watch or read or whatever, you know, Sorcerer's Stone, and we hear, oh, Voldemort's scary. Oh, we hear, oh, man, there's this Sorcerer's Stone. And we hear, oh, Harry got a fun new wand. And we hear, oh, Dumbledore's this cool guy. Snape's kind of a mean dude. We hear all these things that are typical of this coming-of-age young child go-to-boarding-school story of, like, cool yeah. stuff, sad stuff. But what we're seeing is... Heroes, villains, pure evil, pure good—like yeah. the weapon that can save the world. Essentially, it's like, almost
2: like it reminds me of like if decades later somebody wrote a super serious, dark and gritty sequel to Matilda. Yeah, like how much would that recontextualize the things in Matilda and turn the things that are clearly like childish and childhood esque, almost know, dark, into yeah. something else? So. Well, and
3: and as I was watching this, I turned to Callie and I, I was thinking, this movie knowing what I know about Harry Potter feels like a fun prequel made for kids to the real Harry Potter story. And I know that's not the case right? because there is so much at stake in this movie, Mm -hmm. but there are just parts of it where it's like, this feels like a fun prequel that was made to the real story. I I don't think there was this much depth in the the
0: production process of this movie. But I thought, I remember, have y'all heard about the theory that uh, have you ever watched Courage the Cowardly Dog? Yeah. Mm-hmm. The theory that it's so strange because it's his perspective, right. like a yeah. dog's perspective of the world. Right. This really, as if you if you view the Harry Potter series as how a child of that age would view what's going on yeah. in their
3: life, a hundred percent, it yeah. feels
0: like that. I don't think that was the intent, but that's what helps me <laughs> be totally okay with. You're you're so right with the borrowers yeah. reference. Yeah. yeah.
3: But this is something else, and and we'll talk about it now, if that's okay. John Williams, his. Soundtrack. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. It's awesome. Yeah. But, so there's several pieces of this movie, or uh, several pieces of music from this movie that he actually uh recycled, that he had written before for another movie. Do you know what that movie is? Uh, Phantom Menace. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. No way. 100%. Which like is the, the recurring. Same- The same director director as well. Yeah.
2: Did it make it into that movie or the stuff that got cut?
3: When, 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 uh, what's his butt, um, Macaulay Culkin's character, whose name is escaping me right now for some reason. Oh my gosh, me too. Doesn't matter. We like movies, we promise. so hard. So when he first shows up, when Kevin first shows up at the hotel that he stays at, The like recurring theme that we hear over and over again in Sorcerer's Stone is the song that plays. When he first goes to Central Park and meets with Dove Lady or Pigeon Lady, the recurring theme we hear over no and over again. It's way. the same song. It, it might have been re-recorded, but it's the same piece. They're like, bum, bum, ba-dum, bum. That No, one? no, 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 oh, that I was like, That's like uh. the Harry Potter theme. Right. But there's this other song that keeps coming back, and I can't think of how it goes right now, but li- watch the movie and watch Home Alone 2 right after. Yeah, what people on earth? feel it. And so what I was going to say is I think as much as I love the score itself, take it away and listen to it. It's so great part of John Williams score in this movie tends to make me feel a little like I'm watching home alone too. And just watching kids <laughs> scamper around and go, Ooh, isn't this fun getting does into John, mischief? Just Don, uh, John
0: Williams, Don Williams, cousin, Don. Don, does John, does he, is he the composer for the entire series?
3: No, no. Okay.
0: It no, does I, I thought I remember he only does the
2: it. first like two I think, mm-hmm. but they keep. I mean, they they obviously keep his theme, sure, but they just cycle in different composers. And,
3: and so, it, to credit for the series, you know, something that I think it does do well is kind of manages to give that Home Alone to kids getting into mischief vibe, which it does give off. Because it's a bunch of 11-year-olds. But it is a bunch of 11-year-olds. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And, and it is yeah. kids getting into mischief. And so I, I I, like what you said. Like, from their perspective, they don't understand the stakes. Right. But then we see these adults dealing with the stakes. You know, I, I actually really like the moment where, um, you know, they tell McGonagall that somebody's trying to steal the Sorcerer's Stone that they've seen it. Happen, and she, right. you know, you can kind of watch her hold, try and hold herself together while she says, "Why don't you just go back to?" B-? But I mean, she's panicking.
2: Sure, I think for the first point in my life, I'm I'm at that spot where I'm watching this and going, "Man, I really like these professors," uh-huh. and I'm identifying more. Like I loved Snape so much yeah. in this, and I'm identifying with him almost more than the protagonist. Yeah, huh. maybe that means I'm old.
3: And, uh, so I guess we should, to kind of talk about the train this movie. Moving. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, we keep are talking about the
3: movie, Express but, but movie. I want to talk about post Hagrid getting him. Cause that's when the movie starts okay. to get interesting when we end up in Diagon, Diagon Alley. Alley. Yeah. 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 So, oh, well we we get our first meeting of Quirrell in the, uh, oh, we, do we, yeah, we do in, meet him in Diagon Alley. Was it Dragon, uh, Leaky Cauldron. Yep. And, uh, in the Leaky Cauldron, we meet him there. And that's the first time that if you kind of know what to look for, he doesn't shake his hand. Yep. He won't touch Harry Yeah, you know, even in the leaky cauldron. So it kind of starts to drop these breadcrumbs of something's wrong with this dude from the very beginning. And
0: I love in a in a cast full of very well-known British actors that they they used this actor just like Voldemort uses Quirrell. Like we don't really yeah. have a history of this guy, of mm-hmm. what he was in. I tried yeah. to look things up. He's only familiar because I've seen Sorcerer's Stone yeah. before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so I thought that was great. Yeah. I think that was good to put somebody in that position.
3: Unassuming. Um,
0: unassuming, yeah, for yep. sure.
3: And so uh, we end up in Diagon Alley, which for books and especially the early movies, may be my favorite recurring location in the series. I
0: love it. And yeah. And what made me think about the Quarrel thing too is for them to use such a not very well-known actor for Quarrel who plays such a huge part in the role, Yeah, the fact that they go all out and get John Hurt to play Ollivander. Yeah, yeah. His... It is so good. I His forgot. Is is incredible. It is amazing. Uh, and it just and that this just is the consistency of the series in terms of casting. Yeah. They do so yep. so well. Yep.
3: And and I think that you know another credit to the series this is where we start to get our first taste of world building in Harry Potter. This is where we start to get our first taste of these are the stakes, the ultimate stakes. These are the big players. These are the people who know things. These, this is who you talk to if you want to get this done, but then you also get little silly things like candies and candy stores mm-hmm. and shops and moving yep. picture. You start to so get,
2: we're here. That. That's my super pump for okay, this movie. The cool. world building in this movie is probably the best that I've ever seen in one movie. Like okay. by the end yeah. of this movie, we have such a complete picture. Oh,
0: and seeing Gringotts of, and of all such
2: this, this other world. Like it's such a unique imaginative world. And to J.K. Rowling's credit, I don't even know that that's a super pump on this movie, particularly. I mean, I guess the visual design of her sure. world building, but her world building in this impeccable, is impeccable. Yeah. Impeccable. So and it, good. It, she's world building as she goes. Like she has a story she wants to tell and then invents a world around it, yeah. which I think we've mentioned on the show before is the opposite of the way Tolkien works with his Lord of the Rings stuff. So he built a world and then said, I should tell a story in this world. And I think you can kind of see the differences in that because Rowling's does start to fall apart as we get toward the end of the Harry Potter story. But it's really, really great in this one. So that's my super- Oh, and it's, yeah. and it's so cool I'll because- I'll on
0: that as well. Um, Rowling was able to, first of all, I mean, we got to talk about, spend a little bit of time on the phenomenon of Harry Potter. Yeah, uh, yeah Because absolutely. this was something that our generation, a bunch of us like mid to late 20s, and even a little bit older, we know we understand generations, got to own. It was like, yeah. this is our epic. Like, this is our Lord of the Rings. This is our Narnia. This is all that stuff. Lord
3: and, of the Rings was my Lord of the Rings, but yeah. Well, yeah, but you didn't grow up with it. Like, <laughs> you yeah. weren't waiting right. for the yeah, new yeah. one to come no, out. you're right. You're absolutely
0: right. So, it's so relatable. Huh. And Rowling gets to put it in England. Like, mm-hmm. it's this is a place yeah. that you can go visit now. Right. Whereas you can visit where Lord of the Rings was filmed, but Middle Earth is another world. Yeah. yeah. I, right. Yes, of course, they're two different. Like, so is the world of wizarding and Hogwarts stuff. But it's here. It's a and place. It's also relatable, too, because now, but we'll always have themes of like underdog. We You can relate to both franchises. That's why they're world class. Uh, but you also have school. I mean, mm-hmm. just to be yeah. in school and be like, most of the people that are watching this movie have experienced.
1: They can, it's cool. they can, it's, yeah.
0: I'm just saying it's so easier. It's easier, quicker to put yourself in Harry's More seat accessible. than yeah. Frodo. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's a big advantage from the beginning for Harry Potter series, I think.
3: Yeah. yeah. Well, and and, and the world of Harry Potter for the most part is a world that I would actually like to be a part of. Whereas, and, and, this is a strength and weakness on both sides. I think right. the world of Middle Earth is I would never want to go there. No. no. I would not want to be in that place. I can't hold my own there. Yeah. <laughs> There's I'm, no way. I'm dead in 30 seconds if yes. I'm in Middle Earth. And in Harry Potter, I'm fat because I've eaten all the beans. Right. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah.
2: Unless you get a bogey flavor. A bogey flavor. A bogey. Dream. I that's hate my problem. That's fandom. booger oh, flavor for all our friends on this side of the pond. This side of the pond. Yeah, uh,
3: my super dump is the way they pronounce booger in England. No,
2: <laughs> get out of here!
3: But uh, from from Diagon Alley, we get the scene with Ollivander and the wand, which I, I want to spend literally just a few seconds on because that scene sets up enormous plot points. Oh, absolutely enormous plot points. We find that Harry's wand is the brother wand of Voldemort's wand. Yep, that's a big deal. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. Well, it's and it's
2: adding to their connection. Yeah. It's presented as a big deal right now, but nothing really comes of it. And I I wonder how much of those types of things were J.K. Rowling saying, "I'm going to drop this here, and like if I want to come back to it, I can. I can pick it up." But also, like, I wonder how much of it is so there's Hansel
3: and Gretel breadcrumbs. Exactly. There's the
2: there's the story of the finale of Breaking Bad where Vince Gilligan wrote the machine gun in the trunk of the car having no idea who Walt was going to use it against. And then, spoilers for Breaking Bad, I guess. But then he, in the series finale, the machine gun is like a huge part of the plot. So it's that kind of reverse foreshadowing where he's like, I'm going to put this here and I'll come back and use it maybe. You know? So I wonder how much of that kind of stuff, the connection between Harry's wand and Voldemort's wand and then the invisibility cloak in this one that becomes such huge pieces of the narrative later on how much of that was actually planned or kind of just, well, it, I'll
0: use that for this. And I think she does it so well. We have to ask ourselves that, Yeah, exactly. which is what's so like yeah. a testament to her Exactly, and also a testament again to production. I think I'll say it again for them to use such a strong actor to be a, very much a part of the narrative, yeah. like to be the first to present it in that way was dramatic and it was great. Um, I have a question really quick and and we're not quite there yet in the movie. Sure. Can you make an argument that Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's, Philosopher's Stone, Stone for our, our friends, friends across, across the, the pond, pond right? is the greatest sports movie of all time?
2: <laughs> Maybe. Or one of them. If we switch the finale of this movie, if we put that in the middle and put the Quidditch game at the end, then it's the greatest sports movie of all time.
0: Because if if Die Hard can be a Christmas movie. Sure. Yeah. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone is a sports movie. See, I Quidditch
3: think, probably had 15 to 20 minutes of this film. I think yeah. I would argue that it's the greatest sports computer simulation of all time.
2: Yeah, the little, the like ragdoll guys that were on the brooms and stuff. Rough. Look we'll very, very huge PlayStation 2. So let's, on that. let's just jump forward to Harry, meets, Harry meets Ron and Hermione yeah. on the train. Yeah.
0: Yes. Um. Hermione was one of the ones that I had the toughest time with as a kid watching the movie. Because she was too pretty. Like, she was like Hermie. But the thing is, like, there's a huge thing that happens in Goblet of Fire at the ball when we get to see her be pretty and they're like, oh my God. Like, she's amazing. But Emma Watson is, she was the best child actor. Probably the best actor of the three,
2: for sure. Daniel Radcliffe, Already is way behind in this one right. by the way and He's it seems like bad. all
0: they tried to do to make it, it wasn't it wasn't a princess diaries kind of moment for me because all they did was just mess up her hair <laughs> even
3: yeah. princess diaries I don't think they don't do
0: it good either going, so maybe Anne no, Hathaway exactly. Gross. maybe I meant to say it is a princess diary kind <laughs> yeah, of transformation a little bit um, I also thought her name was Hermione we didn't half of America yeah, I think it was Hermione absolutely I absolutely
2: thought it was Hermione and then we hear
0: Hermione and we're like I gotta oh, like, get my, my, my head brain. wrapped around that
3: <laughs> it's like watching somebody throw left-handed right feel right. Right. But um
0: I loved it. I loved all the little references. I love uh just seeing the candy was also a fun it's it's oh even in the gosh, book yes. it's a good introduction to this is the whims whimsy yeah of this world. Yeah. Um but yeah the platform nine and three quarters it's there. What uh as soon as we get to Hogwarts, do you want to talk something about anything else about that? I've got uh, nothing train. on the yeah, train.
3: Uh, actually real quick yeah. uh, my my super pump for this movie is on this train in this car. Yeah. Uh, just, it's honestly super fast. There's not a lot to say other than I just, I love, I'm I'm a sucker for main characters meeting and the, seeing the beginning of their relationships. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like the best part of this movie is the moment where Hermione finally stumbles in, fixes Harry's glasses, and yeah. you just get to watch these three. And it's probably... You know, a little bit of being able to look back and go, "I know where you're yeah, going, I think it's certainly
2: mm-hmm. more informed it definitely is, yeah,
3: but but watching them them three sit together and being able to go, yeah, okay, this, this is, is cool. going to happen yeah, yeah,
0: there's something too about and and Harry Potter was so popular, and they started making these movies before the series was over, yeah, yeah. uh again, credit to I wish some other authors were more like that
3: <laughs> George <sighs>
0: come on, dude, um, <laughs> but you get to do something to where you you know. Majority of your audience has at least got this far. Yeah, yeah, has read it. Yeah, and there's a little extra thing that you get to do that you have an advantage over writing a script completely fresh or basing it off of a more obscure, like Gone Girl. Right. Like not everybody yeah. had read Gone Girl, right? But I get to look like there's something so bittersweet about looking at those three mm-hmm. and knowing y'all are about to go through yeah a lot of crap or it's seeing
3: like, or seeing Fred and George or seeing yes yeah.
0: just. So yeah. many people. And you're like, this is just the beginning. It's going to be a lot, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, and you have this like tug on your heart. You're like,
2: man, I don't know how this fits into our criticism, but I just love Harry Potter. I'm so excited that we're going through this. Yeah. Just, yeah. As you're talking about great. that, I'm just like, yeah, it's so good. Like yeah. it just gets better and, better and better. Yeah.
3: Well, and, and and I think a huge part of that. So my super pump almost was this, but a huge part of it is just the atmosphere of these movies yeah. is wonderful.
0: Speaking of yeah. the atmosphere, yeah,
3: something that is
0: been very special for me for this watch through is i visited oxford um during the summer Mm -hmm. and i can look at this movie now and say because a lot of these movies were filmed like especially hogwarts in places that i got to go see yeah it's amazing Mm. it's so cool and it's more immersive for me now interesting um so all that to say the next shout out we're gonna pay your way to go (laughs) fly it no we're not gonna do that (laughs) Um, but the first time that we get that is when they come up to Hogwarts. Those steps to meet Professor yep. McGonagall, yep. uh, I was there. I got to walk up those. I got to walk into wow. the Great Hall oh to gosh. where they eat. Wow. Um, But it was really cool. And the sorting hat is great. I forgot how much I loved yeah. that
2: part. And they do See, such the a good thing. The sorting hat is one of those elements, though, that feels to me like, how does th- it's somewhat like a weird hitch in the world building to me. That's like, this is very, very like… Matilda, very borrowers, and it's like in this big, huge, good versus evil narrative, and it doesn't stop being a huge, important part. It's just- Yeah, especially later on. it's just interesting. It's a really interesting choice.
3: Well, and I think, you know, I can can hear the uh, pop, pop, pop of texting thumbs happening from a few of our fans (laughs) already, and I want to acknowledge- a lot of the reason that some of these things stay important or become important is because that was, you know, part of plans put in place by smarter people within the world. Yeah. And so, you know, to, to their credit, there's reasons that the Sorting Hat is so important. Exactly, there's reasons it's, that it's
2: airtight. Are, yeah. Like it, it's, it's not a plot hole. It's just an interesting, interesting choice. choice. Yeah, yeah it's agree. weird.
0: Uh, as we walk through Hogwarts, they do such a good job, and I'm pretty sure Rowling did the same thing in the book. But of like catching us up, like Hermione kind of becomes the vessel for that. Yeah. in terms of telling us about the ceiling mm-hmm. and all the stuff that happens at Hogwarts because she's read on it. Mm-hmm. She's already. It's like walking into a, a movie series you don't know much about. Or, or walk into a Marvel series with Jordan or Doge and be like, well, actually, here's the deal. And and, and it, be, it becomes a better experience. Um, I'm going to go ahead and go to my super pump. Yeah. yeah. It comes more into fruition once we go to his class. Alan Rickman as Snape. Oh, my goodness. Is the single best literature to film casting hmm. I have ever seen in my life. Yes. Wow. I have to yes. tell you, to the look of this man, absolutely. Yeah, Like this, he... Sounds, looks, acts the way, like he just, it, it's, it's a person that feels like they were made for the role. And for it to be maybe top three most central characters to, I don't know, I, I guess I can't put him over any of the kids, but he's so he's high up there. He's such yeah. a piece. I would put him over Hermione. Them having Alan Rickman changed the game mm-hmm. in a world, and, and that's saying so much, and that's why it's my super pump in a world that casts so
2: well. Yeah.
0: He, he was
2: phenomenal. Dude, I would totally put him top three. You I think put, so? I would put like Harry Voldemort Snape. Well, he's got a connection to both generations. That's yeah. why it's such a big deal for exactly. me. Yeah. But then where do you,
0: but like Dumbledore, like there's, yeah. there are so it's many, and that's pick, a beautiful yeah. thing about things like- But
3: then you have Neville too. Right.
0: Yeah. A beautiful thing about things like Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings is it's so hard to it's pull off- ensemble. Having, like yeah. there are so many people that are like, this is my favorite character. This is my favorite character. It's not a blatant like- Oh, and Mission Impossible. I love Ethan Cohen. Yeah. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. Ethan
3: Hunt, but that's fine. Yeah. Ethan Cohen. Who's Ethan Cohen? He's one of the Cohen brothers. Like I Joel, love him more Joel than and Hunt, Ethan, Ethan <laughs> Cohen. <laughs> but anyways,
0: that's my super pump. Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: Alan Rickman as Snape. I'll Valid. do it now, so that that's yeah. not my super pump. So every for movie. our discussion here, we're Can kind we just of just
3: blow through the school year. We're a little at bit?
2: Hogwarts, <laughs> and I think this is. time. I don't want to super pump and super dump back to back, but, but we're at my super dump for oh, this okay. movie. And the fact that we're here in our podcast and it is, we're a little over halfway through and we're just now getting to Hogwarts and our story hasn't really even started yet. Yeah. That's a huge problem. Like that works well in a book where you can sustain that kind of narrative and how much stuff is happening. But there is just so much ground to cover in this movie like yeah. introducing everybody to the Wizarding World, catching up on what Harry's doing, finding out about his past, finding out about the way the world works following following him through his classes him learning about quidditch all of this stuff that happens before we even really get any kind of conflict lock or hint about what the philosopher's stone or sorcerer's stone for our friends on this side of the pond is going to be in this narrative so it's just it's so bloated it's just like yeah. crazy long in the middle and
0: i guess i guess there could have been ways to just give us pieces of that With every movie. Uh, Yeah. Instead of having to do so much at the beginning, some of the stuff that we had to do with the Dursley's, we had to see the snake at the zoo.
2: Yeah. You know, there's the things that we can pick out and say, this needed to be here, the letters. The letters could be there. But then I think about the stuff that weighs it down. Like the things that weigh it down are the candy on the trolley. And I love that scene. Or the things that weigh it down are the introductions in all of the classes. But I love those and we need those. So I don't know what the solution is around that. I
3: can tell you what it is. If we want to do it this way, I can throw my super dump. Do it. Quidditch is great, guys. I'm glad it exists. That's really cool. So much of this movie is devoted to the sport of Quidditch. But we need it for later. But Not all of it. And here's my super dump. The fact that Quidditch sets up the perfect way for him to retrieve the key outside the door is the most young adult fiction thing about this entire movie. So
2: my super dump was almost the challenges and tasks yeah. at the end because we don't get a lot of explanation for that. In the book, it's all the teachers at Hogwarts are contributing and building an enchantment to protect the stone. Right. That makes so much sense. Here, it's just some weird puzzles underneath the castle. Right. And, and, and so for me, it's like, it's this combo of like, we
3: have roughly 30 minutes total throughout the movie devoted to the sport of Quidditch.
0: That's why I brought up, and is then, it the best sports
2: movie of all time?
3: More... Even devoted to, oh, my Quidditch skills are transferable to this key thing that needs to happen now. Oh,
2: and wizard's chess happens here. Sorry, Hermione, you don't get a task in the movie.
3: Can we talk, by the way, about the fact that uh, <laughs> Ron fell about six feet to the Hold ground? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> these, this is happening organically. My super
0: dump is that big wizard's chess. Yeah, Because they also give us a scene that felt like forever of like Hermione's face, chess piece blowing up. Ron's face, chess piece. Blowing it's because that. it was take results. time and all yeah. of the time that you use to make CGI children away from quit it <laughs> yes. and put it into the
3: chess pieces. Cause when those come alive, that's awesome. It's really yeah. cool. I was dying on the couch, laughing, thinking about this whole montage and then it opens up and they're just losing so bad. Yeah. Well, and it's like, <laughs> here, Ron, Get off of the night, yeah, get off the horse, no nowhere did it say,
0: and I'm again. gonna have to sacrifice myself. It's like no,
3: it's a titanic moment. you got it's bogeys like you can brains. Brains. You got bo- yeah. <laughs> he could I'm, I'm feeling bogies making returns in a lot of ways, <laughs> but he fell six feet, maybe
2: that at most, whole, you know what I'm gonna change my super dump. I think my <laughs> super dump is actually gonna be the tasks at the end, because you're right, that is the most like young adult thing, and I guess that's what she's writing, but there's we've got to draw the line. You know what I mean? Right. We can't have like, it felt like a video game where it's like, use the power you earned. In the books, it's, they each get a task. Hermione gets a potions task in the book. That's not in the movie. Well, She
3: kind of gets the plant when they fall into the hole.
2: So it's, it's like, it just feels so clearly like, remember Ron, what did you learn? And he's like, how to play wizard's chess. Yeah, Yeah. Harry, what did you learn? How to fly on my broom. And Hermione, what did you learn? How to read books. And it's like, Great, that's cool, but that's not. Are these three children marry from It's a Wonderful Life. Yeah, what do you want, marry the moon? We'll <laughs> throw a lasso around it. Bring, bring it down. <laughs> but. Oh, you're going to have to be the queen. <laughs> 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 a whole lot more Jimmy Stewart in this episode <laughs> than I really ever expected from this oh, show. Oh, man. But you know what I mean? It's just like that, that doesn't fit. You know what I mean? That belongs to the same kind of world as the sorting hat being this magic funny hat friend yeah. you right. know it, it feels it doesn't feel <laughs> like it's
3: it doesn't feel
2: like it's part of the serious yeah. high stakes thing and, and i yeah i get i hear the criticism that i know i'm gonna get emails or texts saying the series grew up with us that's the point of it but any story that's not worth revisiting as an adult is not worth reading as a kid yeah. and yeah. so it's like it's it's gotta hold up yeah. you know what i mean
0: yeah and it's so hard to do that, and it is tough too, because we are doing a comparison, yeah, but especially when we get to the trilogy of fellowship, you start seeing during the same time period a movie being also made about which is so perfect for our podcast series, yeah, to know that these happened
2: I didn't realize they were virtually a, few months apart, a month mm-hmm. apart yeah that's crazy. and so
0: um just to know how well that was done, and that could be an author thing, um but we can get to that later,
2: yeah. Please, I know what you're thinking. If you love Harry Potter, you're thinking that this is how it starts. No,
3: this is the snowball of this us is, hating it. This is where no, we hate it, Harry Potter. and We
2: don't hate Harry Potter. Not in at fact, all. I would wager that
3: so much. specifically with Harry Potter, our reviews will probably be more glowing as the movies progress. Oh, yes. Yes. just that's well, my prediction. And, and check it out, guys. Lord of the Rings. We get to start
0: on the Hobbit on the trilogy, wh- yeah, that we which get, is yeah. bad.
2: It's a bad time, but. We've talked about, I mean, a lot of stuff happens at Hogwarts. Do you guys feel like it's necessary to hit every single thing that happens in the middle? Definitely
3: not. I I do want to say that one of my favorite things, and it's a huge pump for me, is watching the changing of the seasons at Hogwarts, watching the different holidays yeah. completely, pass by. That's completely. Completely. so much fun. love that. Because, fun. because it
0: felt like the books were split like that. Because yeah. it was like, yeah. what whatever we get for Christmas this year? And yeah. that yep. always happens. I think they did such a great job with, when they did not CGI like Neville, on his broom or some of the people in Quidditch, like that was maybe, I don't know. It felt like a waste of money. The practical effects held up really well. They really did. And then also for, I thought they did the cloak really well. I know it's as easy as a, as a green screen, but it actually hard
3: to do that. As a simple effect, it works better. If you can tell that it's like a green, you know
2: what I mean? Right. Even
0: the viewpoint though, from being underneath in the
2: cloak, the cloak,
0: I I was kind of racking my brain at how did they, how did they manage that? But yeah, I thought it it was great
2: really well.
3: Um, can we talk about the, the troll? Please. A little bit. Troll in the bathroom. Um, yeah. Was he modeled after Shrek? Dungeon.
2: Looked no. so much like Shrek no, with his vest. Yeah, sure.
3: Was he though? Had a vest. Had Does, a kind of suction cup in Did he have a vest? Had a vest. He didn't have he suction. He could not cup of ears. have not He had regular
2: after. human ears. He could not be modeled or after. And
3: think about it this way. When did Shrek come out? He up? also could have been. <laughs> <laughs> no. Fair enough. that's now a good what?
0: point. Now I'm convinced. Now what? You know what is fun though? You brought it up earlier about the difference between the trolls. Yeah, that's the difference between the vibe of both series, both book and movie. Yeah, it's like, I mean, I think I've heard people say Lord of the Rings is no. There's no way anyone said it's like Harry Potter for grown-ups. But Lord of the Rings is is from the start just PG thirteen. Yeah. Or, oh yeah. yeah, it's mature. Yeah. yeah, it's mature from the start. And I think those two, in some way, if you look at the troll. From which we won't even get to fellowship for a long time. But if you look at those two trolls together, it's like whimsical, like cartoony, and the other yeah. one's like, oh, legitimately like has monster. killed yeah. and could kill. many. Yeah.
3: And 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 before we move past the troll, I just wanted to touch on it briefly. I just wanted to say two things right here in this moment, in this bathroom of the troll. One, why didn't Hermione just tell the truth? I was crying in the bathroom when the troll came and I didn't know what to do. The boys saved me. Why did you have to be like, it was my idea. I don't know. I ran after it.
0: Yeah. It almost feels like, because I think that's, is that from the book? I think she explains herself that way in the book. I too. remember. I think that was probably part of the narrative to say she's a part of the team. Like she's on yeah, board. I that felt that. like the harm Hermione, like, okay, I, I'm going to Josh
3: with you guys and get on to you, but I'm in it to win it. Here, yeah. Here's my other thing now. Is there ever a reason? And I don't remember genuinely. So I'm really asking, is there ever a reason that we find out that the points are whose line is it anyway? Like, give points for anything, take points for anything. I don't really care. That like, was almost my super dump because okay. it seems so
0: unfair to Slytherin at the end yeah. because Dumbledore clearly loves Gryffindor That's more. literally what it is. I mean, and the end
3: is basically just like, yeah, Gryffindor wins. Bummer. Yeah. Yep, and yeah. I know that's a running joke about Harry Potter
2: is like Gryffindor always wins, but why though? Is there a story yeah. reason or is it? It felt particularly childish at the end that we we finished this. See, that's the thing. Like we finished this movie not on the defeat of evil. Like we don't finish it on the triumph of good. But instead the end of the school year. <laughs> we finish it on the end of school year and the house that won and gets a big party because of it. Yeah. Like that's such it's that's like like such, your, It's like if your brings
3: cupcakes, we can have pizza.
2: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And, and maybe that is because... Because our POV characters are eleven years old, and that's the thing they remember about this year. Right. It's just weird to yeah. me. Uh, well, Draco's a great ca- casting too. By oh the way. gosh, yeah, yeah.
0: So gosh, yeah. There's so many characters ages into his douchiness. Also, to also to <laughs> our listeners, like we're gonna have time to touch on who your favorite character is. Exactly, yeah. At yeah. some point. Either because that movie will introduce them for
2: the first time,
0: or they'll have a bigger as I'm world. remembering or it. Whatever. The
2: others are way less front loaded than this one because we already know about exactly. magic. 100%. We already know about the magic world, so we're going to have time to talk. about I would about love characters. to see the
0: page count too in Sorcerer's Stone, yeah, Philosopher's Stone for our friends across the, the pond, pond, yeah. Um, of, of really how much we get the the beginning of that stuff too, like because I, yeah. I
3: think it's a lot. I Callie think it's just almost read it.
0: it's a lot. Yeah, I think it's almost the same.
3: Um, yeah. now one thing and and we can jump to the end here by sort of skipping on these stones as we go. You
2: these these sorcerer stones or philosopher stones, these for or of philosopher's of philosopher's
3: stones, yeah. stones fire philosopher. But um there's 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 a few moments in here on the way that I think are worth touching on. One is Hagrid and the kids in the woods.
2: Um, love Hagrid. So love Hagrid. Much. Huge pump so, on Hagrid. So much.
3: Huge pump also on Centaur. How did it look so good? see I actually thought it looked bad no way really yeah, I, I was somewhere in between I thought comparatively to some of the other effects compared to the other effects
2: great. it looked great but it still looked very PlayStation 2
3: for sure but I'm yeah. just talking about comparatively like
2: I was that was so for me that. my favorite centaur design I've ever seen which is a weird thing to have an opinion on is from the Narnia movies yeah that it's a mixture of practical and CGI mm-hmm. with a lot of prosthetics that looks so I just wish that it was that centaur sure. from The Lion, yeah, the Witch, and the Wardrobe instead of the CG um, one
3: so we've we kind of reached the woods uh, because I brought us there. <laughs> but I want to talk forest. about the 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 unicorn blood thing real quick. Yeah. yeah. My, my, my understanding, and I could be wrong, my understanding has always been that the Voldemort on the back of Quirrell's head was like a manifestation and that Voldemort had his nasty body somewhere else. Hmm. And that's what was like flying through the woods in the hood, drinking the blood of the unicorn.
2: No, it's... As I remember it from the book, and granted, it's been a while, as I remember it, it's Quirrell bending over backwards, and the Voldemort on the back of his head is drinking the unicorn blood. Then
3: why did he fly, a, Because it's a
2: cool visual effect.
3: And then also, because I thought the idea was that was Voldemort's real body, and that's what they were going to bring the Sorcerer's Stone.
2: And that's, But that's the nasty body that comes out of the cauldron in a couple of movies?
3: or Or something like it, I guess was my thought.
2: Yeah, I don't know. And that's the thing. It's like, it's not super clear.
3: Yeah. Well, because I I mean, even if we want to say, because what is it, Goblet, where the the cauldron births the nasty boy. Yeah, yeah. um, Even if we want to say that was the creation of a new body, I guess maybe
2: my understanding was he already had one of those and then lost it and had to get, I don't know. See, that's the thing. It's that kind of like, we just skip over a lot of really good questions. And that works if you're in that really child-centric story. But if you're trying to tell this big epic fantasy story, You need those details because we, as the audience, we need to understand the world so that we can feel anchored within it. Yeah,
3: well, and that's something that, and we'll get to it, but when we get to the main Lord of the Rings trilogy, something that it does really well is you hit play and it goes, here's the world, here's the stakes, here's what's happening, go. Yep. Um, And Harry Potter chooses to unfurl a little more like a mystery piece by piece. Exactly. Which is, I mean, that's just two different approaches to storytelling. Neither one better than the other, but when you do it like a mystery, I feel like we need some answers as we go. Exactly. So, and it
0: talked about uh, when you slay a unicorn or drink its blood, you ha- you live just a half life, which lets us know Voldemort selfishly just wants it doesn't matter the consequences. You know yeah. we'll get into that with Horcruxes yeah. as well later. But um, in reference back to the book, it is actually Quirrell drinking. It is okay himself drinking. It. Oh, okay, and it was alluded to, and they and, and fans even mentioned it's it's not super ironed out at that point. Okay, um, which might be because it was the first book of the series, and who knows? I, I don't know. Um, but many think Voldemort was using him so that he wouldn't have the effects of. Oh. So he had coral drink it himself.
2: Again, it's like a.
3: Interesting. Mm. I can get on board with that actually.
2: Yeah. So see, that's something that I would have cut in my version of this movie. I would have cut that forbidden forest stuff.
3: Oh, no
0: way. You no, got you have it. to bring in some more of the fantasy there. Cause you yeah. saw a centaur and a unicorn
2: because of it. Yeah, but how, does that help our narrative, or does that no, just crowd the, the middle of the narrative? <laughs> I think
3: the unicorn blood thing helps, in my opinion. Okay. I really do think it does. I mean, we're starting to see, maybe that's one of
0: the first examples of how he's trying to be eternal. Yeah, yeah, okay. Which yeah, also, too, how much is this version of Voldemort very much like the Sauron eye? I mean, yeah. it's like, yeah. I don't have my body anymore. I used to be super powerful. Somebody blew that for me. Somebody who would, doesn't even completely feel worthy of it. Yeah. Like, these are that is so similar To that. And then we we get into so many similarities later, but that was one of the first glaring ones that I saw. Also, two glaring things that felt like felt like they were more movie influences than book influences. The uh devil's snare, or whatever the the vine is called, feels like from a new hope when they are in. Exactly. And then also Wizard's Chess in itself feels like. Star Wars chess, yeah, like because yeah. they just kill each other. I'll let in the Wookiee yeah. win, yeah. Yeah. yeah, pretty much.
3: And 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 uh, we're we're kind of naturally reaching the boiling point with Harry and Quirrell in front of the mirror uh, of Arisad, er- Arisad, which is desire backwards. backwards, yeah. Um, wow But yeah In that mirror earlier When we are first introduced We see Harry's parents And then Ron sees Big buff Ron Captain of the Quidditch team And uh, head boy Yep So you see the
2: desire Of your heart All that good stuff Which I actually prefer The book version Of what Harry sees So in the book Harry sees his entire Extended family And it's all of these people It's his parents It's everyone That is now dead And it just cements to him Like I am completely alone yeah. in this. And yeah. that comes back to, Into play later Like even though He's got his friends He is really completely uh, alone. Isn't
0: orphan such a Disney thing? Yeah, yeah it
2: really is. So anyways, that, 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 always works
0: guys. Yeah. So,
3: um, don't really understand why the mirror physically manifested the stone. Not really sure why that well, happened. Well, it was
0: supposed to be a pocket knife that was closed, but then it yeah. was stuck it in exactly. his hand. And
3: he was going to cut himself. Yeah. 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 No. So. so I'm Harry.
2: Yeah, that's something that also doesn't feel thoroughly explained. Dumbledore says the stone only manifests itself to someone who has no intention to use it for themselves. And I was like, well, that's convenient. Yeah. Well, he does say it was says, one of
3: my most clever ideas. Yeah. And
0: that's saying a lot. Well, which he's yeah. alluding to the fact that, hey, I'm pretty awesome. But in that same yeah.
3: scene, Dumbledore also says that the reason Harry could kill Quirrell is because he had the power of love.
2: It's, Don't uh, you dare say Yuri it in Lewis that voice in the news. Um, But Yeah that's that's actually That was almost my super dump And I know that that's such an important thing But it just something about that Doesn't work for me uh-huh. In this kind of universe when you're building this When it's magic and it's understood And it's this thing If you say the most powerful Magic in the whole world Was inside you all along and it's love Then it's just like Does that okay
3: Well, hold on. Before you get there, here's what I want to say. I have no problem if you want to say, love carries you or love, love gives you a desire or a motivation to keep moving. But when it's like literally Harry destroyed Quirrell with his hand, because, because Harry his was mom loved, loved him.
2: I, and That's I would the problem even I be have. okay if it was like, she cast a rare charm on you that you can only cast when you love someone with your entire heart. I'm down at that I'm point. I'm so down. <laughs> it's because just the then fact then that magic. the magic
3: is love was right. a little bit like, oh,
2: Right. And I get like, maybe it's implied that that's what happened. And it's some sort of protection charm that can only be powered by completely selfless love. It just, it has to be magic. yeah. You know what I mean? It has to be magic. So what
3: were you going to say, Carter? Uh,
2: Just how y'all feel
0: about your own Christianity. Because (laughs) the greatest fruit of the spirit is love. And so I guess you also question that. Um, Hmm. Well, on on my next podcast of "Are My Friends Saved," <laughs> we will uh, we'll be discussing that, and it'll just be me and you and our Lord and Savior. But no, I I Dumbledore? get where y'all are coming from. It did feel too easy, yeah. And if that was the case, did everyone else Voldemort killed not be loved by their Nobody parents was exactly? Loved Nobody's before. mom loved right, him. and so that's why there's then we have destiny brought into it somehow, and it's yeah. tough now because. It's not, it's not being explained very well um, to where maybe Luke is. I don't know. Did it feel like in the Star Wars narrative, and I know it's not we're comparing three series, but yeah. the fact that Anakin is just born, like doesn't that feel, does it feel it kind of a easy. similar thing too? It feels too, too easy. Oh, so, yeah, yeah.
2: No, that is not great either. But anyways. Yeah, let's not talk about the meta yeah. narrative of Star Wars because it's a mess right now.
0: Let's not go there. Do you believe in midichlorians
3: <laughs> in a young girl's heart? <laughs>
2: So we're at the end of the movie, right?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, everybody says "love you, see you later," goes home, huh? Best and well,
2: the best.
3: The best
0: news is we have plenty of time to talk about other things about Harry Potter because we're going to be doing this for a long time. Yeah, yep. so I'm very excited.
3: Yep. Yeah, but Harry doesn't go home. He goes no. to the place that he used to live, but his home's Hogwarts now. That was sort of what he was alluding I to. Think that was sweet. I
0: don't know why you have to use that voice. Yeah, I also think that's my emotional really
3: sweet. voice, guys. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, I do agree that the movie's just sort of like and then credits, and then it's just over. <laughs> yeah. Um would have loved a little bit more, like even something where it was like and just a clue that Voldemort's like, I'm plotting. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I
2: think that I think that's just a byproduct of the fact that we're we don't have anything to grab onto, just and hold on to yeah. as the shape of this story. Like yeah. it's just a whole lot of like, all this stuff happened and isn't it so magical? And then it's over, and we're like Wait, what was I supposed to take out of this? Yeah, right. Yeah, But uh, is, it, is it time, friends? I think it's time.
3: It's time. Let's rate this movie. Here at Two Chunks and a Hunk, we have the perfect way to rate movies. It's the Scientific Cinema Scale TM, and it's perfect. Scientifically proven. And it is. And magically proven. As follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is to own it, don't lend it. Buy, Buy that, that poster. poster. After that, we're just going to say, buy it. The next best thing after that is rent it. After that is going to be stream it. The next best and second worst thing we can ever say about a movie is forget it. And lastly, the worst thing we could ever say, God
2: God hath forsaken forsaken us. us.
3: So who is going to go first?
2: I'll do it. All right. Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone or Philosopher's Philosopher's Stone Stone for all our our friends friends across the the pond. pond. For me it's going to have to be a stream it. Okay. It's very fun. I totally agree with what you said though, Jordan, it feels inessential in a lot of ways. It definitely is essential to the story going forward, but yeah, it just, there's something about it that it just feels weird. to so stream it.
3: Yeah. Um, for me, it's going to be a rent it. Uh, this is a movie that I enjoy. I love the atmosphere. I think that the childlike wonder in it is actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, it's kept from being rated higher by some of the um, insignificance of a lot of the plot. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of fun world building, but then there's also a lot of unnecessary world building that I feel could have been put off for a later movie in the series or whatever. Um, But ultimately I, I I really enjoy this movie. I loved watching it again yesterday. Um, So this is a a solid firm rent it for Jordan.
0: Uh, And I think we, so we know how I feel about something that kicks off just a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. Um and I and I really did especially in all of these movies I am trying to really separate the feels and being a film critic. Sure. But I still have to say with the influence of being able to make this movie and not having I do not remember it's not maybe we everyone's drinking the potter juice at that point but I don't remember people saying like I don't think I'm in for the next one or maybe it'll get better. Right. It's a buy it for me because this was so hard. You had to do, you had to take something so loved, not finished yet and do it at least well. And maybe that's why there was so much front matter is like, okay, everybody, we're going to let you know we're being thoughtful about details that we're maybe even doing too much. You know, fellowship of the ring doesn't have Tom Bombadil because nobody gives a crap. But There was enough stuff with these people that are going to be here the whole time that they had to do, and I and I think they did do it well. So it is a buy it for me. I'm probably setting myself up to be all over the place <laughs> because there are so many in this franchise. Sure, but credit credit to them. It made almost a billion dollars. It made like 970 million dollars worldwide wow. for the very Makes first sense. one. Um, and it was a phenomenon, and it was it was so unique in that it was that big of a deal. Like Narnia didn't get that. Lord of the Rings didn't get yeah. that. Star Wars doesn't really count because it was its own thing for movies. Yeah, so it was able to do this in
2: real time, and and I thought it, they did it's, it okay. It's super interesting that you mention buy-in because that's something that this created. That I mean, it could this could have easily been Percy Jackson, you know, where you they could make have blown, you they could make have blown it one yeah. of yeah. them, and then they're like, no thanks. Or it could have been Divergent, or it could have been Narnia, where they make three and then go, no, I, I think I'm out. Or it could have been Maze Runner, like any number of these young adult. Phenomenon. They just flop. The fact that they created a biome with this and then sustained it all the way through seven more Harry Potter movies after this. That's unbelievable.
3: Yeah. So I agree. Uh,
2: Before we leave the rating zone, we do have some pumps and dumps from some of our dearly devoted listeners. Uh, Jordan Green wrote us some pumps and dumps. His Super Pump is the casting for this movie. Yeah.
3: Uh,
2: uh, I've heard the Harry Potter series described as a charity for British character actors. <laughs> but it that's really perfect. Jordan's right on the money. The casting Jordan Green, sorry, Jordan Wonders. Sure, Jordan yeah. Green Hurrah. is right on the money. The casting is fantastic. Yeah. Super Dump was the cinematography and CGI. He said I understand the series need for a lot of CGI but man it did not age well at all. Yeah. And I totally agree. That's I fair. think we'd all around the table agree on that. And we Thanks, also Jordan. got some pumps and dumps from Colton Kingston. Colton's pump is the ripple effect this movie is responsible for. The books were popular, but the movies allowed audiences to visually step into the world of Harry Potter. And this yeah. movie was the flagship that spurred a theme park, tons of merchandise, and even a play, causing the series to establish a diehard fan base. Cool beans. Uh, his dump is that we have a lot of groundwork to lay in this movie. I think Colton is also feeling kind of the bloated nature. This movie's busting at the seams. Yeah, with stuff. it
0: really is. Because you go into it being like, okay, but this is a movie. I want to see this for a reason. Give me all of the Give me something to hang on to. Yeah, yeah, Yeah.
2: I get that. Yeah. Uh, So thanks for sending in pumps and dumps, guys. We appreciate that. If you want to send us pumps and dumps, uh, you can do so at our website. That's twochunksinahunk.com. There's a little page that says contact us. Write us your pumps and dumps, your rating for a movie, and we'll read them on the show.
3: If you want to shout out on our show, if that's something you're interested in doing, one of the other ways that you can do that is to talk about us on social media uh, using the hashtag Official Chunky. We will find that. We will talk about it on this show using your name for people to hear. Also, if you're a fan and you want to help us out, the best thing that you can do in order to help us here at Two Chunks and a Hunk is to write a review and give us a rating on itunes spotify wherever it is that you get your podcasts yes that is the number one way to help us with ratings to and help with us help spread you. yeah help yeah. us help you help us
0: yes. and if our friends across the pond also want
3: to leave a review uh, it's okay stone.
0: google has a translator yeah so yeah. all of our all of our listeners would be able to it's understand what you're exactly. saying yeah. so yeah. don't feel any anxiety trying to yeah, do that absolutely uh, I also want to give a shout out to. This is a really uh, pretty special day for us with a great opportunity. Uh, wax Space has opened their doors out of Oak Cliff in Dallas. Wax Space uh, in Tyler Station, which was formerly a Dixie Cup factory, hence the wax. The wax. Space. It, yeah. it kind of this place that we are in kind of popularized wax paper, and that's a big deal. But that's it's why a community we're workspace. By Dixie Cups. Uh, it's dope. Uh, we got a nice tour today. Uh, we are in a section. Uh, With St. Jude Oak Cliff, with the church in Oak Cliff that has a studio in their uh, office, I guess you would say. And we're able to use that Casa de Chunk. Casa de Chunk. Um, And so it's a cool new thing for us uh, to work with the community on that. And so if you're ever in the Oak Cliff area, if you need a place to study uh, or if you need a place to work, if you're just kind of freelancing, Wax Space would be a great place for you to come in. Um, We have been firsthand uh, experiencers of the amenities. We've been able to. Um, get some fresh coffee. Use Drinking the, a lovely sparkling water actually, as we record this. It's mm-hmm. actually a great bathroom. We're not just like bathroom. fabricating it's bathroom it's, it's the
3: kind of bathroom where it's like its its own room per person. kind, yes. of, the kind of bathroom that makes time.
0: you want to sit and stay a while. Yeah. Yes. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an executive decision. One more shout out to Tori. Yeah. Uh, oh, thanks, Tori. Tori, yeah. who works at Wax Space, good friend of mine. Thank you so much for letting us use this space.
3: Um, it's exciting. So we're, we're looking forward to it. In order to end this episode, in honor of it being the very first Harry Potter episode in our series, Do You Believe in Magic?, we have each taken the Pottermore sorting hat test. Verified. It's the verified room. test. Yeah. It's time to reveal our official houses to the world. For Gryffindor, I am Jordan Wonders. For Ravenclaw, I'm Doge. And for Gryffindor,
0: hey!
3: I am Carter.